This is Queen speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life. From work, to money, to relationships, there are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it. What makes you, you? We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? Welcome to Queen Speaking. I'm Brianna. And I'm Sid. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. You're back. I'm back. You're on vacay. Vacay is the best. Yes. <laughs> um, I was in Charleston and Savannah for a couple days. I feel like March was our, our month of vacations. It really was. Yeah, because I got back in March and you left in March mm-hmm. and you had like all the food stuffs, drink stuffs. That's your thing. Guys, I love grits. Biscuits. And biscuits <laughs> and fried chicken. If I lived in the South, I think I would have a, a real health problem. Yeah. A real cholesterol problem. I would agree with that. I'm I'm not sh- I'm not sure, but I definitely gained five pounds from <laughs> eating. I literally only ate. Like every opportunity I had, I was like grits, biscuits. Yes, please. All of it. But it was so good. So good. Worth it. Um, but I didn't just eat. I did uh, I did enjoy some beautiful scenery. It was a beautiful experience. There's a lot of history down there. And I feel like that was the one thing that I took away from that experience is just like seeing buildings that were built in like the 17 and 1800s. It was so cool and so beautiful and sunshine and we loved it we had a great time yeah we're deciding to add to brian's uh next vacay a little history here and there because she realized that she likes learning about that when she goes to new places so we'll put that on your tourist list (laughs) yeah the the non-annoying carriage ride tours yes like personal discovery tour yes. build build your own tour instead so of speak. like the guy that's dressed in whatever the heck and oh, yeah. is in character and the whole thing we'll skip that and we'll just go straight to like build your own adventure yeah because like then that. i and you know that's what i want it's like cool saw it moving on yeah it's like when someone takes you through an art museum and you're like oh are they done yet i'm just i'm just i'm ready for the next i'm ready to move on and you can't do that on a guided tour. So I'm excited for your next vacay. I like a choose-your-own-adventure type vacation. Always. Yeah. Always. And also, did you know, in the streets of downtown Savannah, you can drink? Yeah. No? Yeah. Did you get those? I mean, do they have those, like, um, really no. long? Okay, it's not God. like New Orleans. <laughs> And if they did have that, I would be like, no, thank you. No, I was drinking a glass of rosé, Sid. Did you have it in a glass? Nope. <laughs> that was a real question. You can't bring glass out in the so streets. So I need, I need specifics. So you can have a drink, but you can't have a glass. So within the historic district uh-huh. in Savannah, you can bring a plastic cup okay. of a beverage. Okay. So whether that's your own sippy cup, mm. or, <laughs> or a bought, beverage. or if you were at a restaurant, which we were in, the, we were at a restaurant eating lunch and didn't finish our drinks, and we were like, "Can we have two plastic cups to take these to go?" And because we saw people doing it, and then we asked the bartenders about it, and they were like, "Yeah, it's it's legal within the historic district." Wow! So basically, like from the riverfront to like a certain 
block. Can you imagine if that was allowed where we are? <laughs> I've heard that they're like trying to make it happen in certain areas. Really? Yeah. So it's like, um, like a whole public consumption is allowed. <laughs> okay. I mean, I know it's it's <laughs> no. like okay at festivals sometimes, like if you can get away with it. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually legal or not, but I see people do it. But if it was actually legal, I'd have some friends who could uh, get a little turnt. Open container laws. I'm curious what other states have this. Yeah. Maybe I should plan my vacation around this. But it was, so that was the thing. It's like, it was really nice. It was a beautiful sunny day and we were, you know, walking around in t-shirts and it was not the weather that we're accustomed to up here in the north <laughs> in the wintertime. And so it was just really nice to like feel like it was summertime for a minute yeah. and like have a glass of rosé while walking the beautiful squares of Savannah. In the middle of the day. Yeah, middle of the day. It was great. That sounds great, actually. That sounds like what I think my perfect day would be. Yeah. And uh, maybe someday. One day. Maybe someday. What's up with you? So I had a mini revelation after speaking with some friends of mine that not everybody somehow has the time to read a full like article or listen to a full podcast. And I was like, oh my God, that's probably a lot of people. And so I wanted to talk quickly about my go-to check-ins that are just in like email newsletter form because I think that they are a great way to like kind of consume information and get like a quick hit of everything that's like going on in the world and then you have um, something you can contribute to you have a way to like participate in conversations so my go-to's are what a day by crooked media and the skim those are like my dailies and then I get a shine text every day which is my jolt of confidence and happiness and like power to you. And then I just signed up for a new one called Girls Night In, which is a Friday, I think it's Friday evening or Friday morning. It comes through and it's like this great kind of if you have some downtime on the weekend or you're, you're someone who would rather stay in than go out. It's like some stuff to do when you're in, some articles to read and like some ways to inform inform your weekend. So I'm really into these like newsletters these days, I think more than I gave them credit for. So like shout out to all of those because you keep me informed and I I check in every single day and uh, and I love it. You have shared with me all of these things, actually. I learned about the skim, shine text and girls night in from you. Mm-hmm. And so you're literally the reason why I'm informed by like, <laughs> the public. Um, but I feel like it's great because it's so digestible Mm -hmm. and it's enough like when I read that's like my start to the day it's like I know that I'm getting into the work day when I'm reading the skim it's like time for coffee ready to start work yes and And I I love that they all have referral links so you know I'm sending out that referral link just trying to get my referrals up so I get the free swag I get to be in the insider club I get to do all that stuff that matters to me as well so if you get a referral (laughs) link from me don't just go sign up on your own use my referral link so I get the credit I'll share my swag with you obviously like I'll give you the drink tickets whatever they give me is yours as well but I like that aspect of it too which I don't know what that says about me but like that insider thing hey it's it's appealing it's part of the game <laughs> I have no idea why it's so appealing but like with the skim I'm I'm three away from a skim ambassador so 
Praise if hands. three people are looking for my referral link, it's yours. At and Mind I think, Body Sit on Twitter. Yes, find me. I will give it Share to you. It. Um, and then Girls Night In, also a referral link. And there's like an insider situation with that one, too. So if you're looking for uh, some reads on, on the daily slash weekly, hit a girl up. Yeah, I, I concur. To add to that, I just started uh, reading the broadsheet, mm. which also very similar to the skim, but from more of like a Fortune magazine uh, lady power perspective. Um, And so they kind of have the quick hitting news on women who are specifically like powerhouses and like things affecting women in any type of industry. That's great. Love it. That's great because I just read something that women can't name the very few of us who are like at the top of the heap of like CEOs and things like that for different companies. Oh. Like women can't even name the women who are in those seats. So something like that, I feel like would be really impactful to say like, oh my gosh, if that's like my, the, the place that I'm looking to head to have like those names and be able to read their stories and learn about them would be really, really cool. Yeah. That's That's, great. That's the place. We'll link to all these in show notes so you guys can... Actually, Sid, just send out your referral link to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put my referral link in the show notes. (laughs) Be sure to use it. The other thing that I love is that, like, some of these have some similar information. I don't know if the broadsheet would as well, but, but it's interesting to see how these different things kind of put their news out mm-hmm. and how they report because I like all of it, but it's interesting to like watch how they do it differently and how, what they kind of prioritize versus what other people prioritize. But either way, it's all really good information to have. So yes, the referral link will be in the show notes. Don't hesitate to use it. Get damn perks. Again, like shoot me an email and I will send you some swag from all of these places. Magical. Awesome. so let's talk about something that is inspiring you this week Sid this one I think we both are excited about this this week Um, so Career Contessa released this article um, from a woman who she wrote this article that she was saying that she didn't get a job and like the catch was that it was a job at Career Contessa and I obviously had to click it because I was like what? They did not publish this article. So while the article was you great. You with like drama I was like yeah. what is this going to turn out I like did like a gasp and then like launched into <laughs> it thinking it was going to be and I was like wow this is crazy. What are they going to reveal? What are they going to tell me? Like how do I need to take this in? But what I loved about it like the article was great itself so I I strongly encourage everybody to read it, but I think what my takeaway of it was transparency in publishing is a thing that seems to have like, you know, wanes and like comes back and goes away. But um, I really appreciate Career Contessa saying like, yes, we want people to know why this woman didn't get this job because she was brave enough to share. So we're going to go ahead and share also. And um, I really appreciated that. I loved it because I feel like you need to have those learning experiences where you don't get something that you want. Mm -hmm. And to acknowledge, why didn't I get this? How could I have prepared differently? Um, I just feel like there are very few opportunities in your life to like reflect on a, a time when you're like, I'm perfect for this job or like, this is the best opportunity. It's like, okay, let's, there's a reason why you didn't get this. Let's think about, you know, 
what you can learn from this experience and maybe take away as how you can do it better next time. Because the article did have some really important acknowledgments of like, you know, being more prepared mm-hmm. and like walking into a situation with not assuming you're going to get what you want. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like of all the things that we're learning in life these days, you can't always get what you want. Yeah. And it's coming like say. hard and fast these days. too. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, it's a great takeaway. And, and the things that the author kind of notes within are all of those things and like hard truths that she came face to face with. I think that a lot of us come face to face with and to be able to read through that and then give the kudos to career Contessa for being like, you know, give it another shot. And these are the things we're looking for. And, and then to again, have that transparency in the publishing of this article, I thought was just awesome. Cool. Yes. Yes, Very, very powerful. Very. All right. Give it to me straight. What's what's our topic for today, Sid? Okay, so today we are talking about the comparison complex, which surprisingly, I think, stems from other places. So when you're looking at this, you're not going to find like an abundant amount of information about the comparison complex specifically. What you will find is what influences why people compare themselves to other people. And I thought that was really interesting. So today we're kind of diving into like the comparison complex as a whole and how you come out of it and how you learn from it and how it's something that you don't have to do. You don't have to compare yourself and kind of give you tools on on how to walk away from the ledge a little bit when it comes to that. Yeah, I feel like this is something that affects me in a lot of ways. Um, I I feel like as children, we look at the world from an observant perspective. And so a lot of the ways that we're learning from people is like, what did Susie do? What does my mom do? What does my friend Tommy next door do? Mm-hmm. And so if you're learning by seeing how other people handle situations, then obviously you're going to lean on that as you grow older and look to other people like, you know, when you're a teenager, you're thinking about so-and-so doesn't, or, or I don't have as cool of clothes as my friend over there, or like people are being mean and judgmental and now I feel bad about myself. And so you kind of like are shielded from the truth of like what the world is where you're stuck in this complex of like I have to look to other people for um, an example on how to be and instead of like truly living and embracing the fact that like you are you and you are an independent person and you should embrace that and so I think it's also like if you're raising kids, like think about that in that context of like, you need to make sure that they know that they're their own individual person because um, it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And is like, especially around what we're facing today and how we have so many access points to compare ourselves to other people. It's really difficult to get away from it in a lot of ways. But I always go back to like what my mom always said. And I was like, this is what like Sammy's doing or this is what whoever the heck is doing. She's like, well, they're not you, you're you. And Mm -hmm. you need to just like, let that go and keep it moving. And while that, that information might have felt harsh at the time, it is 
the thing that you continue to go back to when you're trying to just not live in your bubble, but like be confident about what you're doing instead of always looking over your shoulder to see what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And I feel like social media kind of gets us into this land in a dangerous way. It magnifies the complex of like, I'm seeing what other people are doing. And you're also viewing everything from the perspective of what they that individual wants you to see right and so i love that there is that kind of contrast of people saying like i'm trying to show a little bit more of like my real life versus the highlight reel Mm -hmm. and i think you know there are nice moments where like instagram stories kind of helps with that in a lot of ways but it's also really easy to get stuck in this spiral of seeing what other people are doing and living in this like fear of missing out FOMO land Mm -hmm. or like I'm not living this life that someone else is living and in a way it's amplified anxiety and depression for young women in a lot of ways and so um, I think what's important about this conversation we're having today is like how you can avoid getting stuck in this comparison vortex because it's a dangerous place to be. It is. And I think exactly what you said around social media is is where a lot of this information is coming from is not directly to comparison, but it's like a workaround from social media to how we compare ourselves because of that. And I thought that was really interesting because I have to wonder, I know this existed before, obviously, like people have been comparing themselves if they own businesses, they're looking at other people and how they run their businesses. If you're a teacher, you're looking at how other people teach, but was it so negative and detrimental before social media became such a presence in all of our lives? Or did it become this negative, this super negative thing in some ways, because of social media. And then with that in mind, how do you combat it? And how do you kind of like live in that truth and go back to that, like I'm me and that's my superpower mentality and really be confident about that? Like how do we lean into that a little Mm -hmm. bit more? So um, it's interesting to kind of, do a backwards work at it and see and see what where this really stems from and and how we kind of kick it in the butt. Yeah. So, well, with that, are you ready to speak it, Queens? Sure. Am. Do it, Sid. Um, I feel like when it comes to this comparison complex, a lot of it, especially when we're in our 20s and 30s, we're just trying to prove ourselves and so it's this question of like when do we know we've arrived Mm -hmm. because when you're looking at people in their journey of life you're seeing them at different levels like if you're just at the beginning you need to embrace that you're just at the beginning totally and i feel like that's the thing that kind of comes into play when um you're in this realm of the comparison aspect of like here you are as a 20-year-old out of college, but looking at the CEO or like the 24-year-old who started their own company and you're like, why am I not that person? And right. so you question your ability to be a powerful influence in the world and that immediately sets you off on the wrong track because you start, it's the the concept of like envy and jealousy and fear kind of all like turning into this like, weird scary like ball of anxiety and stress and ultimately can lead to depression too like it's a scary place to be and in that moment how do you get yourself out of that right 
Right. And you're so, and that is the thing that I think what we're, what we find is that we're always trying to like play catch up with someone else's timeline. Like if I'm 24 and then there is a 24 that owns a business, like, oh my God, we're the same age. Why am I not doing the same exact thing that they are? And you have to be very aware of, of what your ability is and, and where you start and how you start and all of those factors that go in to make you where you are and who you are. And I think it's really easy to compare by age just because we have seen this like super influx of really young entrepreneurs who didn't just strike it big because they had a great idea, but like we have no idea what other factors were at work there or how they got to where they are. Um, And I think that that it's really difficult to figure out how to pull back from that mentality. But it's also like with anything, if you're, if you see someone who's lost some kind of weight and that's all you want is to lose that kind of weight, to compare yourself to that person doesn't help you at all. It doesn't help you at all. So when you're kind of lining your timeline up to someone else's, even if it is exactly the same, even if your ages are the same, even if the things that you've done are the same, something else was different. Because you're different. You're a different person. So there's no way that everything that you're doing is going to be the same as that other person's. And I think, you know, it's it's hard because you can kind of beat this into someone's head. But until they can stand in that place and be very confident that what they're doing is okay and their timeline is okay, um, it's hard to, to think that you're not doing everything wrong. And you're not. And you're totally not. So um, it's, it's, it's definitely not an easy thing to get through by any means. No, not at all. And I think it, what ends up happening is that you get kind of sucked into this negative perspective on your own life when there are ways for you to, like, whether it's social media or just conversations you're having with people, I think to embrace the fact that, like, you have a place in this world is something that's really important. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's the foundation of, like, removing yourself from this, what I call the comparison vortex. (laughs) 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 Because it is, like, you get, once you get sucked in, you're, it's very hard. It's like falling into a black hole. You're like, I'm gone forever. Right, right. (laughs) Seriously, like the sunken place. (laughs) So sad. Oh, my God. Just made me think of, like... The never-ending story. (laughs) All these scary places and things that just, like, keep you trapped forever. Like, we don't want that to happen. Let your imagination be free and live your life the way that you see it to be lived. Stand behind who you are as a person. It's amazing. Well, and, like, thinking about, I mean, I'm sure we've both had moments where you're, you're sitting there comparing yourself to whoever the heck, whether it be like their vacation or their weight loss or their business that they're building or where they're on their career. And I guess like, Brianna, how have you pulled yourself out of the comparison vortex? Well, it happens to me. On, I honestly think it happens on a weekly basis. I thought, I thought you were going to say daily and I was like, oh no. <laughs> no, it's like a once a week kind of moment where I'm thinking about the things that I want to achieve and the the goals that I have set for myself and you start it for me it's like the Instagram scroll Mm -hmm. and what I'm seeing like oh that person's doing that fun thing or that person's eating that sausage sandwich that I really want why am I not there no one wants that um so (laughs) I think if you're in this place of feeling like you're doubtful of yourself 
or doubtful of your own future, you need to take a, first of all, put your phone down. Yeah. Because that's, that's my negative space is like, step away from social media for a minute and pause and reflect. It's the most important thing to like figuring out how to own your own goals, your own aspirations. It's important also to be acknowledging your own achievements. Mm -hmm. If you're not taking the time to write things down, you're you're lost in like the ideas of what society expects of you. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that ends up becoming super important is thinking about whether it's daily journal entries, writing down daily gratitudes, just being in a, a space where you're actually sitting with your thoughts and like not inundated with other people's expectations or other people's pressures, your pressures on yourself, um, taking a, a, t- the, a minute to just understand what it is that you want with your own life and what it is that you're you're going for. And like, I think setting goals for yourself in that moment of like, okay, what is it that I'm feeling fearful of in mm-hmm. this moment right now? What is it? What's the root of the problem? Why am I feeling these ways? And I've ended up finding this um, lovely Shine Text article that I saved. Go Shine Text. All day. So much love. Um, but I think if you're ever looking for inspiration in terms of like, you know, what it is that we're trying to achieve in life and just get it like a, a motivational shout out. Mm. Um, this is helpful, but I bookmarked this because again, something that I kind of fall into is like the comparison vortex is a scary place, but what are uh, three questions that you can ask yourself when jealousy starts to settle in and it's finding the root of those fears. So the three questions that they outline in this article, which we'll link to in show notes is what am I afraid of? Why do I really want that? Or what do I really want? And why do I want that? And so when you answer and like legitimately write these down, because I think that that's something that's important in all of this is like, if you're taking the time to journal, write, have a conversation with yourself, you're taking these things that are burdening you and just swimming around in your brain and removing them from your brain and giving them like, real life on paper and they have a place to go like you have a place to kind of empty your brain a little bit i totally i that is one of the best things i have found to bring me back a little bit from from the ledge and to like dial it dial it back and figure out where that anxiety is coming from is writing it down because somehow i don't know what the heck happens but it feels like whatever it traveled from my brain through my arm out my pen and just landed on a page and it no longer is burdening me in the same way that it was when it was just swirling around in my brain so it is so so helpful and i think it gives you perspective in a sense as well where your looking at the words that you put on a page and you're saying to yourself, what am I afraid of? Why is Susie's sausage sandwich making me jealous Mm. of like the life that she's living? And if you start to answer these questions, you're thinking about, okay, this is probably related more so to like career things or like this person is a full-time food blogger and I'd love to make that happen in my life. Mm -hmm. How do I set goals to then, you know, take the next step to, to jump into 
owning who you are as a person. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important. Like it's like real life, like offline linking and, and kind of getting to the root, like you said, getting to the root of what that is. And it takes time. I mean, like you're sitting there being like, why am I jealous of someone eating a sandwich? Where is that coming from? But if you really give it some airtime and you really figure out what is going on and who that person is, what they're doing, why they're doing it, then you can get to why you have these like weird out of nowhere feelings about it. And mm-hmm. I think that is is so important. Um, one of the things I was just thinking about is that you figure out at some point, like, I'm never going to be Beyonce. And like, you kind of have to get there. And I think everybody has that person that they like aspire to be. Mine kind of is Beyonce, like in a way, but not really. So you have that person that, you know, either it's a CEO that you want to aspire to become. I just recently, well, not super recently, but during one of our um, award show evenings, I, I said out loud to my friends, I was like, you know what, guys, I think I'm just going to give up on, on trying to be an actor. <laughs> and everyone was like, what? <laughs> you what? And I, and I think like in my head, I was like, someday if I ever wanted to, I could try to be an actor. And you have these like weird, and I guess this probably goes back to like the way I am as a person to thinking that like I can take on a lot of things or at least like put myself in the position to become that person. But when you're realistic about what your capabilities are and really confident about your strengths, then the things that you want in your life become much more doable. So like in my mind, I'm a great singer in the car, but am I a great singer on stage in front of millions of people? Probably not. What are my strengths? My strengths are not going to make me Beyonce. What my strengths will do is help me figure out what my next step is to become what I really want to be. And I think that's one thing that we can do in this conversation around comparison is like, what someone else is doing is because that's what they're probably good at. And even if it's something that you think you want to do, really looking at your strengths. And I, I always go back to Strengths Finder and what that, that assessment does for you and how it pulls out those five top strengths and how you can identify what they are and then figure out how to use them to your advantage. What someone else is doing really well just might not be your wheelhouse, or you can figure out how to use your strengths to be better at what you want to be better at. So I think it, it helps you be confident about what your ability actually is. And there's something really powerful about that. And it gives you that confidence that you might be lacking because it's coming from a positive place. So I, I do, I like I'm a huge huge, huge, huge proponent for Strengths Finder and what that does for you. Um, but I totally agree with what you said about celebrating your achievements and celebrating small wins, because that's going to help you again, come back to like, okay, this is something I'm good at. This is something I can move forward with. And if it just takes that one win to be able to take a step in that direction, then you're on the right track and you're going in a direction that's going to make you feel good and, and feel like you can keep going in, in the direction of your goal and, and what you're actually looking to accomplish. Um, I also think that there's some, uh, some help in finding a confidence buddy, which is a <laughs> phrase that I just came up with. Um, and it could be anybody, honestly, it could be your dog. It could be, you know, it could be your journal, but like who in your life is giving you that power to tap into your strengths and who's reminding you that your strengths exist and to not 
like side eye the person who you think has everything that you want just because you saw it on their feed or you heard them speaking at a conference and you're like that person probably has no problems like that person probably has all of their stuff together and can like keep it rolling but that confidence buddy is not only there to remind you of how great you are they're also back there to ground you and say like just so you know you're kind of falling into a deep hole here like let's try and pull you back out of that a little bit so find that person And again, I do fully think that this could be your journal, but finding that person or that outlet to remind you of who you are and what your truth is and how you stand in that truth and what your strengths are is is going to help you, I think, more than people give it credit for at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think when you think about the element of strengths and knowing what you're skilled at, like... There's a reason why we all exist in this world, and it's because you have something to give to the world. And to live in a space where you celebrate that and own that and like acknowledge, hey, I'm here to conquer the world today. That's a really powerful thing that you can do. And you're bound to help another person. Mm-hmm. And you're bound to uh, inspire others. And I think that if you're confident in the things that you're providing to the world and acknowledging, like, this is what I bring to the table, that changes the game. And it's so easy to think about, like, other people doing other things and how they're much more successful than you. (laughs) (laughs) Comparison struggle. (laughs) Things that you're working toward. But if you flip it on its head, you're then thinking about where you stand and thinking about how you can change your perspective to say, here's how I can identify the things that I want to work toward. And utilizing that, shifting from that like fearful or jealous or envious place to then recognizing, here's how I can think about the goals that I want to set for myself and maybe wake up tomorrow and have a new outlook on the things that I can do. Because if you're kind of sitting in this like negative space, you're going to end up bringing negativity to your life, I think. Right, absolutely. Well, like saying you don't have enough, you don't, you're not, you know, rich enough, you don't have the right shoes. And a lot of times it's like the comparison complex falls into this like, land of societal expectations and so it's really hard to feel like you're not meeting up to those expectations and that's that sucks to live in a place where where you aren't enough according to what the world sees you Mm -hmm. or wants you to be and so in that place like what what do we do how do we get out of it and i think it's the this concept of le- leaning on our our childhood inspiration, leaning on our childhood imagination, and re re exciting ourselves for like the dreams that we once had. Mm-hmm. Because I think you get caught up. It's super easy to get caught up in what other people are doing, or what other people want you to be doing, or what your boss wants you to do, or what your best friend thinks you should do, or your neighbor Tony. <laughs> Tony. (laughs) But you're so right. And I think like 
where did that go? I think I was just asking myself the other day, like, who am I? Where, like, where did that person go? Where did that person who once when asked, like, are you going to be the next Mariah Carey? I said, no, I'm going to be the first Sydney Bell. Like, I said that to my dad. And yes. I had the, like, audacity to say, like, no, I'm going to be the first of who I am. And I sit very confidently in that. And that, like, wasn't so long ago, but it was long enough ago where I was like, that was me as a child. And where did that, like want to succeed in a way that felt right for me. Like it wasn't someone else's right. It wasn't someone else's dream. It wasn't someone else's like version of whatever. It was mine. And to find a way to get back to that, I think is another way to kind of push away that need to compare or that, that like place that you fall into that makes you compare yourself to someone else is because you're not confident about who you are or what you're doing or like if what you're doing is on the right track to anything and and all that stuff does like whatever anybody else is doing doesn't matter it doesn't affect you it shouldn't have any place in what you're trying to create or or succeed in um but it creeps in so like going back to that childlike mentality of like I'm just going to be great because I don't have another choice and Mm -hmm. there isn't another direction to go in. So like, that's the place I'm going to live in is I feel like a very rebellious act right now for some reason. And if we could just convince ourselves that that's the place we want to be, maybe we wouldn't give as much of a shoot about what everybody else's (laughs) Instagram looks like or how we're not like in quotes, measuring up to other people. I 100% agree. And I think there's so much opportunity to be a visionary for your own future. And it's hard to think that you aren't capable of doing that. But you have to remind yourself, I'm going to be the first Sydney Bell. I'm going to be the first Brianna Banford. And we're going to kill it Mm -hmm. and live life the way that we see our, our lives to be lived. Right. And everything that we choose to do is our choice. And that's what you have to go back and remind yourself. And I think if you do find yourself in this, like, I wish I was doing this, or I wish I could be that, that's a perfect opportunity for you to pivot. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you're so right. Yeah. And I think that goes like, that is a great opportunity for you to pivot. And it gives you an opportunity to say, like, let me do some work on myself. If I can't find anything to be excited about, about myself, then we've got a real problem here. So I think that like, again, goes back to your strengths. That goes back to doing these like self-assessments that helps you get to know yourself better. So you can stand on the pedestal of your life and say like, I am very excited about the person that I am and what I'm bringing to the table. Because I think at the end of the day, what we didn't realize when we picked this topic is that comparison complex always comes back to you. It has nothing to do with the people around you. And that's a really hard thing to like put on your own plate and kind of chew on for a while is that like, it's really about you. And I do just want to make a note like, I am, I know I've talked about Beyonce and Mariah Carey. Um, I am not great singers like them. I just think at one point I thought I was. So I just want to make that very clear that, you know, I like, I like to sing, but in my car. <laughs> and that's an important part about growing up and acknowledging the things that you're good at and not so good at. You can learn to do a lot of things. It's very possible that you could be the next Mariah Carey. It just would take you as, you know, the 10,000 hours. The length of my life. Journey (laughs) of becoming good at anything. It would, you need some grit and some 
perseverance to get through that and to learn and to practice. So you could totally, you could change your mind tomorrow and be like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to embrace it. Mm -hmm. But you know that you have to put the work in. And I feel like that's a thing that goes missing in this whole discussion is like, I want everyone to remember, don't hesitate to go back and learn from the people who came before us. Because those are the lessons that are either going to inspire you and ignite that spirit inside of you to go out and pursue whatever it is that you have living within you that needs to be like creatively released to the world because it could be anything. You know, you could be the best accountant that's ever existed or, you know, the best media buyer that any agency has ever seen. Do that. Own Do it. That. Yeah. Embrace it. But um I think it's important also to tap into the humble beginning stories on the people who hustled to get their greatness. Mm -hmm. They had to start somewhere to like become who they are. And I really lean on the starting point of entrepreneurs because I feel like it's really inspiring to remember the you needed you need to hustle before you can be a CEO or like be the leader of our country. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> um, but I I really enjoy listening to NPR's um, podcast, How I Built This, mm-hmm. and another book that I was really inspired by, which I also bought for Sydney on her birthday. It's called Getting There. True life. You did. <laughs> and so these are just a couple examples where they go through, like, it's quotes, it's stories, it's experiences from the people who share what it took to, like get to where they are they didn't just wake up one day and become the ceo of xyz great company Mm -hmm. they hustled they worked countless hours and that's the thing that you have to remind yourself on a daily basis is i have something to give to this world what is it that i want to put my time and energy and effort into and for sydney and i it's queen speaking (laughs) (laughs) it sure is but i think that's such a real thing is because like brianna you've been friends with me for some time now you've seen how many things i've stopped started pivoted whatever and when you find the thing that you're really excited to do those books those podcasts those articles all somehow like kind of resurrect themselves in the perfect way so you could be reading all these things to become like the best whoever or or the most successful or anything but if it's not what lines up with your values or if it not if it's not what lines up with your strengths and your abilities in some way those things kind of are lost on you even if you think they're they are inspiring and they are wonderful to read and they do give you that like really huge jolt of energy but until you can do the work to figure out like where within those stories your story fits it's it's hard to apply it back to your own life because you're like those are great but like I'm good where I am and if you're saying like I'm good where I am that's wonderful but if you're not and you are having that comparison complex and you are sitting there every day being like why is this happening to me like nothing's happening to you friend like the place that you're in you have a lot of ability to figure out how to take a step in a direction and I love I love a self-help. I I love a business book. I love all those things. But until I figured out what I wanted to do with those inspirational stories and how I was going to use them to inspire my own story, they were just good reads instead of like, 
textbooks that I could study and learn from and utilize in the right way. And I think that is what I am just starting to learn. And it really comes from this conversation around strengths, this conversation around doing the work and and putting the effort in to say like, why am I not good at that? Why can't I figure out how to be good at that? It's like, because there's something else that you're meant to be better at. And if you take the time to figure out what that is, it, there is just this like light within you that like shoots out of every part of you. And people see that and people recognize like, wow, they're going to make something happen. They're about to do something. And like Brianna said, like it's, it could be best accountant ever. It could be best media buyer. It could be fantastic at whatever, but until you're ready to like really accept what your strengths are and then apply them to whatever it is that resonates within you, these will just be books and they will just be podcasts. They will not be like your lifeblood to become the next, whatever your name is the first, whatever your name is like, that's what matters. And that's, that's why this topic is so exciting. Cause it has so many like hidden messages within mm-hmm. it that really all come back to you as a person. And that's really exciting to think about because at the end of the day, it's all about you and own that. You have a story to tell and you just have to figure out how chapter one starts. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so exciting. And I'm just so excited for whoever can like tap into that heart center piece of what's going to light them up and take that step because it feels like, like the light bulb didn't just go on it. Like every light bulb in your body just shot up and you're just ready to go. You're on fire. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're literally on fire in a good way, in the best way. (laughs) Um, I think if anything, stop trying to be something you're not. Mm -hmm. Just remind yourself that you are you and you have something important to give to this world. It's just deciding what that is. Right. And until you think about it and acknowledge it within yourself, you can't share it with the world. I feel so inspired after this conversation. I'm ready. I am so <laughs> ready. I'd love to hear like what everybody's working on or if there are like if there is anything that they compare themselves to and we can like kind of break down what might actually be going on. I think that that is some really powerful work and hopefully we've shared some good ways to start doing that kind of work, but share your story with us. We love to hear this and we're excited to share what we're working on with you all. So like give us what you got. We're ready to hear it. I'm into it. Shall we break? Let's break. Feeling like a queen yet? Find us at Queen Speaking on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram and tell us all about it. See you next week.